Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all around the world. Look, we all know that serving in worship and production is great, but the problems, those are real. Thanks for joining us as we dive into today's episode with our host, Brian Tabor. Welcome to episode 153 of the Worship Leader Props Podcast. Fam, we love that you tune in every week. We're so, so grateful for all of you. Uh, You know why we're here. Entertain, encourage, and equip. That's what we want to be about, right? And I have somebody here today who embodies those. Those and so much more. The Big Arrivederci, Pastor Scott Longyear. I just show up for the introductions because anytime I'm having a bad day, I'm hey, like, I stayed away from the uh, Golden Corral, like the smorgasbord <laughs> thing this time. I'm like Brian, can you just lie to me, make me feel so much so much better? <laughs> Listen, man, always uh, always a pleasure to be uh, joining in um, and just getting a little peek into some uh, some great friends who uh, love the Lord and love Absolutely. what you're doing in worship and production ministry. So let's uh, let me give you a little rundown of what's going on. As always, we're going to give you some great resources, some phenomenal laughs, and then Brian and I are going to take some time. We're heading into uh, the Thanksgiving season, uh, which is like, oh, great turkey. Oh, my gosh. Christmas is coming. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we talked on the, the podcast with when we interviewed Todd Elliott from Philo that it's he wrote he wrote the book called I Love Jesus, But I Hate Christmas. That's the yeah. title, right? <laughs> Man, I was like, can you say that? Because I feel like that all the time. But what, here's what we're going to talk about today, friends. We're going to talk about how to walk through the Thanksgiving and especially the Christmas season and keep your sanity. So we're going to talk mm-hmm. about burnout and we're going to talk about pace and your own health. And so our goal is that we get to Christmas and that we've still got gas left in the tank as we're celebrating yes. with our families and going into the new year. So stick around for all that. But first of all, Brian, tell us about our great partners over at uh, Planning Center. Planning Center is the best, guys. They are the best in the business. Uh, so let me tell you about Church Center. They're one of their newest apps. Uh, it's a free app that you can give uh, your congregation access to. If you use Planning Center applications, you give the people in your church access to, to Church Center where they can uh, connect to the church by checking in their families. You know, that's a big deal every weekend. Uh, connect, uh, checking in their families for children's ministry and all those things. They can give, they can join groups, they can manage their own personal profiles so that you know what they look like and what their names are and all those things. They can register for events and they can even reply to their services request from the services app. It's all integrated. Mm-hmm. Planning Center is mm-hmm. just the best, and they're especially the best at making your life easier. So you can learn more at planningcenter.com slash church dash center. So dude, it's been a minute. Yeah. How are things while. in Teradice? Teradice, yeah. We're, you know, we're doing well. We're finishing up a series called Rooted, which our whole mm-hmm. church has been going through together. It's kind of a a bit of a one-on-one, you know, kind of who's the Holy Spirit, yeah, how do you pray, yeah. you know, uh, giving and all that kind of stuff. And all of our small groups have been around it. We've had some special worship times. We did a, a prayer night around it. It's been very, very good. So we're coming to mm-hmm. the end of that. We're doing a big uh, midweek worship gathering, which is a little bit different than we normally do, doing that next week. 
we've had Steph and I have hosted 30 college kids in our house, busting them into small groups and so really cool. cool. So I got to tell you the story. So Sunday, uh, finished preaching. Uh, it's just one of those great Sundays that you're like, just like the room's electric, right? And so mm-hmm. I gave a strong mm-hmm. invitation and said, hey, if you wanna say yes to Jesus for the first time, let's go meet me at the bottom of the stairs. And so so line of people coming to say yes to Christ, you know, which mm-hmm. is like, mm-hmm. it's otherworldly, man. Like worship wow. is going on. People are praying at our altars, taking communion. And I got a line of people and I'm like, you saying yes to Jesus? They're like, yes, I am. And I'm like, this is like, this is so amazing. So, so I, I say, you know, this one guy is up. I'm like, great. Let me partner you with this person over here. I'm just welcoming people. I say, I want to welcome you for the first time. And then I want to pass you off to somebody. Um, and so this girl, like like th- this guy leaves. And then this next girl comes up. And it's a girl that's in our college small group. Oh, wow. And I'm just like, come on now. Come on. You know? Come on. So, man, I, I don't think that there's really much better than watching people take the steps towards their most important decision in life and mm-hmm. saying yes to Jesus. So, um, man, it's good. Everything else this week, you know, if it's if there's been some trouble, I've been like, that's all right. There's some new people who've come to know Christ there and coming in the kingdom. So <laughs> that go. makes it all worth it, you know. And you broke you broke it down musically a little bit this weekend, didn't you? Uh, I did. I you did. did. Yeah, you yeah. did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> it was it was awesome. It was fun. I love it so much, man. I love it so much. Man, if you guys, you're ever in the area, you got to check out Maryland Community Church in Terre Haute, Indiana. They're bringing the fire. And Scott, you never know what he's going to do. He's going to preach. He's going to bring that word. He might sing. He might play guitar. You never know. You <laughs> Again, never know I'm just, I'm just showing up to make you so I, so I feel better. <laughs> but. So what about Indy, man? How are things up in uh, the capital city? Things are good. Dude, I just saw. So we're recording this on Thursday. It's gonna. It could, we could have snow flurries this weekend. I know. I know. I am so bummed. <laughs> I was like instantly depressed. I'm like, come on. Yeah, we need to go out Jen's Jen's way and uh, do yeah, some podcast right? recording, like for the next four months. From, exactly. <laughs> from she was kind of depressed last week because it was 86 and it was still a little <laughs> warm for her taste. And I'm so sorry, Jen. I'm so sorry. That's right. You know what would warm up your room though? Like, cause it's, it's kind of cold sometimes. What would warm up your room, room would be some nice, fresh, brand new AV gear. Right. But I just don't have the budget for it. If only I could get it for free. You know who's got that budget? Daniel Gorley and our what? friends at Five Words Media. <laughs> They're doing free church AV season three, y'all. Well, I just slipped into Alabama for a second there. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> free church AV season three. Somebody's going to win an AVL system up to $200,000. So check out freechurchav.com and go through the steps. It doesn't even take very long to get entered in uh, to this whole deal. And the very last step is they want to see a video of your church and uh, talk to them about how would this gear help you, you know, in the ministry of your church. And so they'll be doing it for the third time and you got to be in it to win it. So mm. Mm. it's going to be awesome. So, hey, tell us about Ditch Your Thinking. How is, how is, what are you still hearing from the book? Yeah, good, good. You know, I hear from people who've gone through it, who felt like, uh, you know, it was written for those of us who struggle with uh, fear, anxiety, or worry. And yeah, it's a yeah. real simple, real simple system uh, with tons of stories about how God uses our emotions for good. But, mm. but it's primarily like, man, how can I think differently? And so continue to get great feedback on on the book. And, you know, I, th- I think, it, so here's a, here's a um, un, how, how do I say, a shameless plug. Like, hey, if you're looking for some <laughs> stocking stuffers or some uh, some Christmas gifts, 
uh, go to scottlonger.com and we'll uh, we'll hook you up with uh, with whatever you need there. Speaking Some of nifty gifties, you know those are kind of hard sometimes to stick into the Christmas stocking, but man, you could throw some uh, t-shirts or some hoodies or yeah, something like that. Can. All kind of merch yeah, that's, that we have over at uh, worshipleaderprobs.com, Right, so head Absolutely. over there and get your check it out, fam. Get your gear. Check it out. Yeah, the only thing that we don't have at the merch store are prayer requests. Because the great creative Brian Tabor, while he may make a good t-shirt, he doesn't write prayer requests. You, my friends, write all of those. And wouldn't it be nice to hear your favorite section and ours, Prayer Concerns. Guys, your, I guess I said last week, your prayer concern game has been off the charts recently. So thank you. Here's what a prayer concern is. Every church has some kind of response device, connection card, communication card, whatever. Uh, it always, almost always has a section on there that says, how can we pray for you? Sometimes people use that section for actual prayer concerns. And sometimes they like to use that section to give you a little feedback about the job you're doing. And sometimes that is not positive. So <laughs> people send those in to us. They might use your live stream chat or Google review. You never know how, how, how deep they're going, but it's coming. So people send those in to us and we always will keep your name and your church's name anonymous, but go to worshipleaderprobs.com, click on the prayer concerns tab and, uh, and send yours in. You got something good, send it in to us and you might just hear it on the podcast. So let's dive right in. Prayer concern number one. Got this comment recently on our connection card, and it said, the drums were too loud. This is a worship service, not a rush concert. (laughs) (laughs) To which I would say, when when was the last time you were at a rush concert? You know? Yeah, it's been a while. (laughs) Yep. a minute for me <laughs> if ever i don't why well, rush why not is this mega death yeah, what it was right. i mean i why? Could okay. have been well maybe a little bon jovi a little def leopard so you've been you to know. a rush concert but you didn't enjoy it is that what you're saying like, yeah what is apparently that? It's right. a little loud i guess a little loud i guess okay prayer concern number two uh we did a bridge four times once and an elder came up to me after the set and said to the congregation wow we're worshiping like one of those holy roller churches today. <laughs> <laughs> so your worship culture repeating of yeah. the bridge is so strong. Four times. Your yeah, game is times. so strong that even elder is it an elder that came up? An elder. Even an elder is taking notice. Yeah. Let's go, yeah. holy roller churches. If it's three Come times, on. you're not. You're just a No, but four. You roll the quad out there. And it's <laughs> You roll the quad, then you're the holy roller. Otherwise, you're just a roller, I guess. I don't know how that... Yeah, exactly, exactly. Don't Don't do the bridge four times, guys. They're going to label us. Don't do it. Oh, my gosh. He's going in. Oh, my Lord. Okay, number three, prayer concern number three. After a men's breakfast, a gentleman came up to me and said, hey, I just wanted to let you know that worship was kind of a letdown today. I mean, the last song was great, but I would have chosen other songs to lead up with that. Now, some background information. The last song was The Heart of Worship. And he still felt like he needed to share his disappointment after singing those lyrics. 
I'll if, bring you more than a song. <laughs> you know. If people only realized. <laughs> come on, man. Come on. You guys, they, yeah, come on. Come on, fam. All right, number four. Prayer can some, sorry, number four. My wife and I had just stepped into the role of worship directors at our church. They mainly sing hymns and Southern gospel music. Uh, we were trying to move to a blended style that the pastor wanted. Someone stopped us in the store and said to our faces, I love y'all, but I hate what you've done with the music. And God doesn't like those new songs. <laughs> so I was talking with them earlier and I was like, hey, God, um, if you could take care, you know, my aunt's got cancer and you know, I hate this. And if you could walk in that and the Lord's like, hey, shut up. I want to tell you something. I hate the songs at your church. Yeah. Is it how it went down? Is it? <laughs> exactly. It must have been. Must have been. Like, wow. Wow. The Lord hates. That's a strong. There's so much it. in that. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. And they need a throat punch and a come on, fam. Uh, oh, my gosh. Okay. Last one. The bottom of the pudding cup. Prayer concern number five. I broke a string while playing a song, and someone told me that that was the Lord's way of telling me to stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> just shut it down <laughs> is that how it works yeah broken <laughs> string yeah i'm not feeling that oh gosh as always we thank you for sending those in we'll always keep your name and your church's name anonymous so keep them coming fam uh go to worshipleaderprobs.com click on the prayer concerns tab and uh send yours in well Let's jump into our last segment of the podcast that we call Sliding into the DMs. Well, earlier up at the top of the episode, Scott told you what we were going to talk about today, and I'm excited about applying this to my own life. Uh, as we head into the holiday season. So let's talk a little bit about avoiding burnout uh, this holiday season. And, you know, it's <clears throat> all of us, I think, wrestle with this, right, Brian? I mean, we've been oh my, yes. friends long enough that, you know, just kind of depending on the week, we're like, what else can we do? Um, like, this is just, it's crazy. I don't know. It, yeah, it just it seems, to, seems to, lo to load on. And then as we're staring at the holiday season, for everybody who's in ministry, it's just, it's a heavy, heavy lift. So how can we go through mm -hmm. it differently, avoid burnout and actually, not even avoid burnout, but to be like, man, I'm actually thriving through uh, the middle of this. So I don't know if we've talked about it on here or not, but I was uh, sitting down, I had the, the great uh, privilege of sitting down this summer with uh, Pastor Ray Johnson from mm -hmm. um, Bayside Church in California. Uh, there's a worship leader there you may have heard of uh, called Lincoln Brewster. He's pretty on. good. I stopped by his office. I'm like, uh, Lincoln, let me give you a few tips on the guitar. And I showed him a couple of <laughs> riffs. You may, you may hear those in some of his new, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> right. So anyway, um, having, having lunch with Ray and some other pastors and Ray says, you know, the number one job of a leader. And I'm like, oh, what? Have we talked about this, Brian? We like have the not. Number, number one job of a leader. And I'm thinking he's going to say, um, stay sharp, um, stay out of trouble, um, to be physically fit, pray, whatever. And he says, the number one job of a leader is to stay encouraged. Mm, and I was like, mm, wow. Mm. 
And then he started to unpack that. And I thought, man, that's so true because when we are, when we're not encouraged, we're discouraged. That means literally dis to, to pull out of courage, like courage is pulled out of us. So what can we do to stay to stay encouraged. And so I've kind of been on a journey on that. And we've talked, Brian and I, we, you and I have talked a little bit before we were uh, listening or talking about some stuff that Dr. Henry Cloud had said. And he talked mm-hmm. about this in a, a teaching, and I, can't, I think it was only a video teaching. I couldn't find it in print anywhere. And he just was talking about the psychology of crisis and when we go through mm-hmm. some hard times. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would say, I'm not saying that Christmas and, and holiday seasons are crisis, but there's a lot... There's a lot of pressure that mounts on there that could turn that in a, in a bad way. But he says this, that, that every human, there are three, three things every human needs. First of all, we need connectedness. And when crisis comes in, we don't have connectedness. That is, that we're connected to, in relationship to each other. He says that we need control or structure. And when crisis comes in or hard times come in, we lose control. How many of us feel like we lose control during Christmas time? We lose control during the holidays. I've got these family uh, obligations. I've got these church obligations. I've got to do this. I've got all this Christmas Eve stuff going on. So connectedness, control. And then number three that we need uh, is competency. That is, we want to make something better. So when you think about those three needs, connectedness, control, and competency, those are going to be put at risk coming into this holiday season. We're going to be less connected to people because we're going to spend less time with our family and maybe um, a little bit of of rougher relationships with the people we're around because we're a little tired and we're kind of biting on each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're going to lose a little bit of control and structure because we're going to be working weird hours and long hours and then... Then there's a threat that we could lose some competency because we want to make something better, but what if we don't? And we're gonna we're gonna stumble somewhere. Something's not gonna get done, and so so those three areas of our top needs are really gonna be put in to the pressure cooker coming into this season, and so it could create a little bit of, of crisis for us. And when those are out of balance, man, we just get all kind of out out of sorts, and we don't live life as as ministry leaders, we don't live life on the most most healthy anyway. I mean, the statistics mm-hmm. that are out are just, are crazy. Here's a, here's a few right. statistics. These are from Fuller Institute. 72% of pastors say they work between 55 and 75 hours a week. Um, 84% feel like they're on call 20, uh, 24-7. 80% believe that pastoral ministry has negatively affected their families. I mean, that's harsh, right? Um, 70% of pastors say that they do not have somebody to be a close friend. Mm. You know, so there's, and there's so many more disturbing statistics in there. Like we we don't start at a healthy place and then we go into this season and we're not healthy. And so I would just ask this question, who's responsible for our health? And it's us. Right. Mm-hmm. So many times mm-hmm. I'm like, why is this going on? Why is this going on? And then I have to look at who makes my calendar and who does this. And just, so right. we need to take responsibility for, for our health. And so, so real quick, let's just jump into to three areas uh, to focus on for optimal health. And if we can focus on these three areas going into this season, I think we can come out good on the other side. The first area, obviously, is spiritual. We want to make sure that we're mm-hmm. taking care of ourselves spiritually. Okay, so you're the you're probably a leader on your team of some sort. So your team should not outpray you. Your sh- team should not outworship you. Like you have to stay yeah. plugged in. And one of my mentors said, hey, I was going through a really busy season of time of life, and I knew that um, my schedule was going to be all the more busy. And so what I did is I I upped my quiet time with the Lord. And I'm like, wow. you don't have time to do that. And he's like, I don't have time not to do that Come because on. if I don't yeah. do that. 
everything else is going to suffer. So let me blow through some of this real, just real quick. But if you, if you jumped into Isaiah chapter 8 and walked around a little bit, in verses 11, 13, it really talks about our primary role of the Lord. Verse 11 says this, this is what the Lord says to me with his strong hand upon me, warning me not to follow the ways of his people. And then he says in verse 13 of, of Isaiah 8, the Lord Almighty is the one you're to regard as holy. He's the one you're to fear. He's the one that you're supposed to dread. So our role as taking care of ourselves spiritually is that we've got to regard the Lord as holy. Like, so the Lord is holy, right? He's set apart. Okay, he's the one that we want that we want to be chasing chasing after. He's not going to share his glory with anybody mm-hmm. else. And what happens is we'll get in crisis and we'll forget that. We'll get busy and we'll forget that. And all of a sudden, the Christmas season and this Thanksgiving season, all these extra things, they're all about me and me looking good and me not looking incompetent and me, 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 me. And the Lord's like, it's not about you, 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 you. Right. It's about it's about Him being holy. We also want yeah. to fear the Lord. It talks about in there that is that we have that we. Uh, are in awe and respect of him. And then it's interesting that Isaiah says there, Brian, that he's the one you are to dread. And we're like, well, I'm supposed to dread the Lord? That seems a little bit backwards, but, but dread literally means to cause to tremble. Yeah. And so, man, I have to ask myself, like, do I tremble more at the idea of messing up on Christmas or tremble at the idea of the Lord and his holiness? Wow. Wow. Because I don't... I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to look right, incompetent. Right. I don't want to look like I phoned it in. I don't want to look like I'm not a team player. But do I dread that more than I dread glorifying the name, you know, not glorifying the name of the Lord? So I gotta, you got to wrestle around mm-hmm. uh, with, with all, all of that. And so I think you've got to do some heavy spiritual work. And I know, Brian, you, stay, you, know, you do your best to stay connected to the Lord. Like, what, what do you do on a normal, like just your normal routine of like, this is, this is how Brian Tabor stays connected spiritually to the Lord and stays healthy? Man, you know, prayer and the word, those are the two mm-hmm. most important things for me. And, and then staying connected with other people that are connected to the Lord. You know, my conversations with Scott and my conversation with Jen, you know, we talk for a long time before we ever hit record on these days. And those, we're sometimes talking about, you know, the plans for the podcasts and all those things, but we're also encouraging each other. Um, and so, man, I've been reading uh, this devotional from Paul David Tripp called New Morning Mercies. A mm. uh, huge shout out to my boy, Sam Lynn, for uh, for sending that to me. Um, it is so, so good. And I think, you know, you have to f- find that rhythm for yourself and, and almost... I'm trying to think if this has ever even happened in my ministry, it's not going to be where somebody's going to knock on your door and say, okay, we're shutting the internet off and we're shutting the phones down. Uh, we're, everybody put your cell phones in these baskets. It's time for us to all have our quiet time. Uh, you know, it's something you got to make time for mm-hmm. yourself. You got to make it a priority. Um, you know, there are great podcasts. I think ours is a great podcast you can listen to. It's going to encourage you in your faith, but there are lots of others as well. You know, you got to find time to feed your soul. We've talked a lot Mm -hmm. on here about uh, our ministry being an overflow. And if you're not filling that tank, man, uh, you've got no place for your overflow to come from. Yeah. Yeah. We've said you can't lead from the overflow if there is no flow. 
That's, that's it. That's it's it. got to it's got to come from somewhere. And if if your only depth of spirituality is the worship that you're leading on Sunday, mm-hmm. man, that's a that's just in a real dangerous place. You know, we want to be the yeah, kind of people that when people bump into us, even in the coming season that Jesus spills out of us. And so spiritually yes. is where we want to take care of ourselves. And then let's move into this idea, uh, the the next realm, and that's the, the realm of personal, taking care of yourself personally. Because I feel like a lot of times in ministry, we just get lazy on the personal side, you know, of taking care of ourselves. And I know we're all yeah. like, I should eat better. I should exercise more. I should take <laughs> care of myself better. I should go to the doctor. I should, I should do this. But like, you've really got to take care of yourself. It's put your oxygen mask on, your own mask on first. You know, if you're flying, yeah. you take yep. care of- yourself. And so we've talked about this before of just taking uh, taking stock of what you do in your life and what drains you and what fills you, you know, what gives you life and what doesn't. I was, you know, uh, talking with my therapist um, and she's like, you know, Scott, what is it that you're doing that drains you? And can you not do that? And so I just started making a whole list of stuff, you know, here's what drains me, here's what drains me. And, you know, if you want to get, I'm challenged by this, if you want to get, get up above that even bigger like you can ask what fills me. So you do what fills you and, and the filling can come like, so last, last week I was over at, uh, at a meeting in, in Ohio when I went a day early and just spent some time out in the woods by myself on a motorcycle. And for me, that is like, now that's not for everybody, but for me, I could feel, I could feel my tank getting fuller, you know, and awesome. filling up. And so what fills you but then what you really want to do is you want to put yourself long-term in a place not that just fills you, but that fulfills you. Mm-hmm. So ask that question, what fulfills you? Because, you know, Brian, as we were talking, we're like, man, here's some exciting stuff with WLP that may be coming down. And mm-hmm. we would both go, man, that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a lot mm-hmm. of logistics. Man, that's a lot of creative. That's a lot of ingenuity. But because it's fulfilling, it doesn't drain as much. And so it may be in taking care of yourself that you have to look at everything that you're doing and saying, now this is, this getting done is actually important, but it doesn't fulfill me. And so it drains me super quick. You know, that's why people would look, look and say, uh, they may look at somebody like Jen, you know, who's on all the time and say, well, Jen, I don't know how you can do all that. Oh, no, because it fulfills me. Other people, it might, it might drain. So find, find what, what it, what fills you and what actually does fulfill you. Otherwise, you're going to be in, in not a great so place. Good. And here's, a, here's another uh, startling statistic, and it's, it's this when it comes to getting our tanks empty and <clears throat> just circling around and living there, is that 75% of pastors report significant stress-related crisis at least once in their ministry. Wow. 75% wow. Who, of people who are in ministry would say, um, yep, I almost burned out there, or I did burn out there, or I had this crisis here. And all that we're seeing now is that if somebody burns out, that they're not able to recover to the previous level of effic- or effectiveness mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. they burn out. And so you want to keep taking care of yourself personally. I've had conversations with people who are like, like literally one person who was like, man, I haven't had a vacation in six years. And I'm like, well, you're an idiot. Got to do like, it, man. Yeah. Like that's some kind of badge of honor. People are like, we're going to sleep. Yeah. We'll sleep when we get to heaven. Now it's for work. I'm like, really talk to, talk to God the Father because he made the Sabbath and he right. rested. So yeah. we have to, have to take care of ourselves. First. Yeah, but my church this and my church this. Listen, and we said it before, like, like you don't need to die for your church. Jesus mm-hmm. already died for your already church. Did. That's, that's already right. taken, taken care of. And so take care of yourself. Take care of yourself personally, right? And I would say this. Calendar your Thanksgiving, calendar your Christmas and do it now. Mm-hmm. Calendar it now 
and be fine to say, so I was like, hey, man, can we do an extra rehearsal on Thursday night? Oh, we, uh, man, I'm not available then because you've penciled in time with my family there. Mm-hmm. And in your mind, you're like, I could erase that. But if it's there, you're like, sorry, man, I've already got an appointment that night. So you can calendar all that in. That's going to help you on the, on the personal side. What do you, uh, you Brian, what do you, do to, what do you do just to personally stay full? Well, it's, it can be challenging. You know, my wife and I are both in ministry and there's so often where we're kind of going in different directions. I mean, we have those overlap points, but sometimes we have to be really strategic about those overlap points. And like you said, schedule in, schedule those, make sure that they're on there and, and not just on there, but that you protect that, you know, you don't, book something over the top of that is like you were just saying, you know, uh, we love to, we love to spend time cooking together. Uh, we love to go on walks together and, you know, to the person who says they haven't been on a vacation in six years, you don't have to go to Australia, you know, and the expense of that, you know, find a, find a, a campground, find a, a bed and breakfast or a Airbnb someplace, you know what I mean? And just get away for a few days. And, uh, you know, one of the things that Kim and I are really trying to do is when we're having time together as a couple, we put our phones away Mm -hmm. and don't pick it up because you and I both know, you know, you pick it up, you open Instagram or you open TikTok or whatever and you know, there goes 20 minutes, you know, and that's 20 minutes. Not, it's not coming back. So, uh, those, you know, those are some, some things that we're trying to do. And I'm, you know, I'm, I try to be mindful of things that we can do that don't take a tremendous amount of resources. You know, those are Mm -hmm. things that anybody, anybody can do. Yeah. And I, I think we kind of wrestle with like, well, that's selfish. If I do that just for me, that's selfish. And especially if you're in ministry, you're in there. You're giving, 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 and that's just kind of who you are. But when you stop and do stuff for yourself, you just feel, you feel guilty. You feel selfish. You feel self-centered. And like, can we just take that off of us and just say like, we have to be healthy. Like, it's okay. Like the father wants his children to enjoy life. Jesus said, I came that they would have life and have it to the full. Like the full life is not 24 seven, just grinding it out. Like yeah, the full yeah. is that you get to kick back and enjoy the beautiful taste of food, enjoy the great creation of God, enjoy tremendous friendships where you go out and you just talk about nothing but everything and it just kind of fills you up. And so take take care of yourself. So Well, and uh, if you if you flame out to the point of having to leave ministry, you're not good for anybody. Right. You're not good for the Lord's church. Your your family's gonna be affected by that. You know, you gotta you're exactly right, Scott. You gotta take care of yourself. Yeah. And I think we think like, and I've said this to myself, you, I'm sure you said it to yourself, Brian, you know, if I just get through this season, once I get through this season, then the I'll problem is once It'll I get through this different. season, yeah. <laughs> there's another exactly. season, exactly. you know, because if you're in ministry, you're like, oh, hey, Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh, hey, Happy New Year to you. Easter, what? What happened? <laughs> I like, I took a nap and now it's Easter. You know, exactly. Just the seasons just keep coming. So again, uh, one, one area of focus is spiritual, one area of focus is personal. And then I would add this, Brian, that, that one area of focus for optimal health is ministry. Because mm-hmm. the healthier the ministry you lead, the healthier you are. And the healthier you are, the healthier the ministry you lead. It's like they're connected, right? Yep. And I find yep. that like there are, there are people who are the most healthy in ministry who have done good, diligent work of making their teams 
healthy. Like the, mm-hmm. the b- greatest compliment I ever get when somebody visits our church or talks to our staff is, is when they say, man, it's just healthy. Like mm-hmm. this staff is healthy. These people seem like they're, they're healthy. And so that's where, that's where you want to be. So you want to make sure that you have a good, healthy team. And that means that you need to cast vision often to them. You know, so if they're like, man, these people, they don't show up late. They don't practice. They don't do that. Well, whose fault is that? Now that's, that's draining you, right? You know, yeah. is it their fault or is it your fault for not creating good health in them and to say, here are, here's the vision, here's the expectations. That's all creating, creating health, right? And so cast that strong vision. Proverbs 29 reminds us where there's no vision, the people are unrestrained. Mm. Leading unrestrained people will drain us. Right? And so we have a thousand stories of people who are unrestrained. They're running all their own, their own directions. But the more you get people in just the right direction, the better, the better you're going you're gonna to be. And can we just take the pressure off? Like, you don't always have to be right. You're not always going to be right. You're going to make mistakes. But, but build some health into the ministry. Um, Craig Rochelle says it all the time like this. People would rather follow a leader who's always real with them than one who's right. So just be real with them. Guys, we're going to create this. We're going to go and we're going to fumble along the way and we're going to create some health. Imagine imagine what it would be like if you walked through this season with no dysfunction in your team. Mm-hmm. Now, some of you are like, there's no, there's no way. Like, I don't, I don't have a perfect church like Brian Tabor's church in Indy. Like, that just doesn't, this doesn't happen. Um, and I would say this that the degree to which it would happen really is dependent on you. And so what if you invested in that and said, this season, we're going we're gonna to have a, a team that's got a whole bunch of function. Here's some pockets of dysfunction that we may need to have some hard conversations, or I may need to cast a little bit stronger vision, or I may need to lay out some expectations because people will rise to the level of expectations. And here's where we go. Guys, we're showing up on time. Guys, we're doing this. Guys, our goal this year, guys, is for all of us to have men and women, we're going to have a phenomenal Christmas season. It may be a little bit demanding, but we're going to go through it with joy. And so here's what's going to make mm-hmm. us joyous. Everybody's going to pull their own. You just set the expectations that are there. And I think we can get to the other side with a, with a little bit of, of health. And so know that we're going into a season that is, it's a tremendous season for the church. Like my wife loves the Christmas season, loves Christmas Eve at our church, loves the whole thing. And she's like, it probably like, we're like, why, why are you so bah humbug around Christmas time? Like, I'll give you a thousand <laughs> reasons, baby. But what if it was different this year? Yeah. What if we got to the end and our families were like, man, you're super present. Wow, like you seem healthy. And what if it was actually majorly enjoyable? You know, there'll be parts of it that's going to be tough. I think it can be. And I, I think that the enemy wants to use that to, to lay some seeds of burnout in the middle of that. But what if we flip the script on them this year? So that's what we're going to do. So let me review real quick. We're going to take care of three areas for optimal health. We're going to take care of our spiritual health. That means that we're going to stay plugged into Jesus. And if our uh, schedules are more demanding. That means that we're going to spend even more time with the Lord so that we can walk through that with optimal mm-hmm. health. Mm-hmm. Secondly, we're going to take care of ourselves personally. We're going to find out what fills us and we're going to do that. And then we're going to ask the big question, what fulfills us? And we're going to make sure that we're, we're positioning ourselves in those places. And then third, we're going to, we're going to focus on the area of ministry and our, and having our teams healthy because that's going to help us to be healthy as well. And we're going to come through this this season. I'm I'm hoping it's going to be just the greatest uh, the greatest Christmas season ever. I'm so I'm I'm like 
I'm speaking and teaching this to me as well as to everybody else, Brian, right? Because I want this to be true for us as well. Yes and amen. I have a full page of notes. <laughs> I have a full, and I'm on the podcast and I have a full page of notes. Man, you guys, may it be so for all of us. And uh, we're praying for you and praying for our own ministries as well. And just praying that you have a wonderful, wonderful holiday season. And as always, thank you for listening. Yeah, hey, and remember to hit subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. And if you do this for us, go to Apple Podcasts. And when you're there, leave us a five-star rating with a really nice review. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it's a huge help to us in spreading the word about the podcast. And also, since you're on, on the net, then follow us on all the socials. It's at Worship Leader Probs on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And then on Twitter, just search hashtag Worship Leader Probs. Yeah, and we love engaging with you on there. So thanks for doing that. And we want to give a huge shout out to our friends at Maven Media Productions. They are just crushing it for Worship Leader Probs and for all of you. Uh, they're editing the podcast, all the visuals that you see and the videos that you see, that all comes from Maven. And what they're doing for us, they could do for you, mm. your church, your ministry, your company. Uh, so if you need help with branding or website or social media, whatever it is, uh, they will crush it for you. So check them out at mavenmediaproductions.com. And thanks to my friend Scott Hoke for our voice over intro. Fam, we love you. Thank you for listening to episode 153. Until next time, deuces. Arrivederci.